0: Good evening, everyone, and thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, This is the sixth week of the summit, um, and we have covered a bit of territory, and it will be the final session that we're running uh, under the Trading Summit. Over the period of time, we've been uh, joined by a whole range of different speakers uh, talking about a whole range of different topics. Uh, Tonight, uh, myself, Patrick Nelson, I'm the MD of Reach Markets, and run the implied volatility uh, and reach trading business as well, uh, we, we are eventually will be joined by Ivan Trulove, um who's the CEO of Open Markets and MD of Trade Floor. We have Tim Gildersdale here, uh, who runs the trading business uh, at uh, Reach and Employed Volatility. Um, we, we are very lucky to be joined by Graham O'Brien, who's a busy man at the moment from the ASX, uh, Senior Manager of Equity Derivatives. And we've got Kieran Neeson, uh, Retail Sales Manager at Open Markets. So. Um, we've got a bit of territory to cover tonight. Um, any advice contained in the presentation is general only. It doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances. You need to decide for yourself uh, whether it's appropriate for you, past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. And uh, as we say in every session, if trading is something you're interested in doing, regardless of the instrument that you're going to use, uh, if you do not know what you're doing, you don't educate yourself, you don't stay abreast of, of your trades, uh, you know, the most likely outcome is you're going to lose money. You need to know what you're doing and coming along and getting educated, playing things like the options trading game um, and uh, investing in your education and also uh, actually applying what you've been to learn and staying across things is critical. So the sessions, the uh, summit we put on, uh, on the basis that we wanted to, one, get you to look at, give you exposure to a range of different, very experienced traders, their trade plans. How they approach picking direction, their favourite strategies, um, their, how they approach managing their own psychology, what they think the the ingredients are, and in a fairly structured way. So we've we've had a whole range of different traders share their trade, how they approach their trading, and you can go back and look at those education series at any point in time. Um, and we've had very detailed question and answer, and we've had people, you know, we've we've put forward our trades. Um, uh, the, you know the trades that we would be suggesting in the current market conditions, uh, and we've had. If you'd followed some of those trades, um, uh, there were um, you know some of them with absolutely extraordinary uh, returns attached to them. So we've gone through and done a whole range of different things, um, and uh, we've also heard from market makers. We've heard from the ASX, um, and um, we've gone through. and Tonight's session is we're joined by Graham O'Brien, so we're going to be talking little bit about options from the ASX perspective. We're going to talk about the options trading game. There's been a bit of news in the market at the moment, so I've got a couple of questions for Graham on that. No doubt there might be a few other people that have got questions. Um, and um, we're then going to look at the trading uh, platform, the one that uh, if you're playing the options trading game, you would be uh, trading or practice trading on at the moment, and show you some of the tools and how to get the most out of that tool so that you can do more work to... Get a better accurate forecasting of uh, the, or the potential performance of your trades, better pricing getting into trades, uh, and, uh, and, and the ability to manage positions. So um, we will, a uh, little bit of territory to cover, term. we've got Kieran as well, a couple of questions from Kieran about uh, trading psychology, we gonna have a, have, a, have, a, have a group chat around that um, as well, and some of the things that you can do to improve what you're doing there. Uh, again, um, if you want to go back and listen to any of the previous sessions that we've run uh, from any of the speakers on, on here today, you can go on to richmarkets.com.au, uh, go to past webcasts or past uh, sessions and bring up the Trading Summit at the bottom of that page. Uh, all six of the sessions, including tonight's session, will be on there tomorrow morning uh, or any of the previous sessions are on there right now. All right. So for everyone taking the time to join us, uh, thank you very much. Uh, there have been uh, 680 people that have booked into the Trading Summit. Uh, so we've had an amazing uh, attendance um, and participation uh, in the Trading Summit. So uh, for those people who have taken the time to be involved, uh, thanks for your attention and we uh, very much hope you've got something out of it and we'll get, continue to get something out of it. Um, now, uh, if you would like at any point in time to take a trial on the ReachMarkets implied Volatility Trading Platform uh, and we'll give you a 30-day trial... Uh, uh, just type in yes, and that will give you access to our trade ideas and all of the different tools that we've got. Uh, so anyone that is thinking about um, uh, employing some of our technology or, is, or wants to open an account and trade with us, type in yes. We'll get you set up with a free trial. we give you free access to all uh, ASX Live dynamic data, all the trading tools, trade ideas, and uh, everything else that's in there as well. All right. So... Um, I'm getting beyond that, Graham. Um, thought I thought I'd come across to you and, and Tim. What I might ask you to do, Tim, is uh, take over the screen and share your screen um, so that we can bring up the game, uh, the game list. Let me just have a look. Yep. Yeah. So we'll do that in a moment. In the meantime, Graham. Well, uh, Tim does that. Obviously, um, we saw the ASX uh, was down yesterday. Um, or uh, Monday this week, what,
1: what, what happened? Uh, look, Patrick, uh, firstly, let me sincerely apologise to all of the listeners that were impacted uh, by the outage yesterday. Uh, obviously, it was an inconvenience to many traders. Um, what, what happened yesterday was there was a number of um, transactions that were occurring in multi-leg strategies that were causing market data issues um, out in the marketplace, which meant that orders weren't matching up in the trading system. And it really presented what wasn't a fair and orderly trading market, which is what we are required to provide an ASX. And the only uh, solution that we had at that particular point in time was to close the market to ensure that people weren't transacting orders they they didn't. Think they had in the market, or were transacting orders that they thought they had deleted in the market as well. So uh, we were able to get to the bottom of the issue throughout the trading day. But it was quite clear as the day went by that uh, that we wouldn't be able to open up our market for trading on Monday, uh, resolve the issue overnight, and uh, open up for for trading in our equities markets um, at ten AM again this morning.
0: Okay, and. Um... So the issue is resolved for the equities guys, but um, and we can trade single leg options, but um, tailor made combinations pretty important part for most of us options traders. Um, do you, what? Where, why is that not? Uh, is that function not? Uh, no longer? Why didn't that come back on?
1: Yeah. So so that that was the, the root cause of uh, of of the issues that the equity market faced yesterday was as a result of what we call tailor-made combinations um, that, as you say, are used regularly amongst our options traders. Uh, obviously, having those still available today put the risk that our equities market would have exactly the same issues today if uh, if that particular part of the system was turned on. So we are working with our system developer, which is uh, NASDAQ, that, uh, that provides us the system that we use for our trading systems to... Uh, to to, to build a fix for that area of the market. It obviously needs to be tested to give the market the assurity that uh, the issues that occurred on Monday won't occur again. So unfortunately in the interim, whilst that's occurring, uh, we do have to suspend the uh, Salome combination, functionality. Natalie.
0: Yeah. And um, so what guidance can we get on when it might be back on?
1: Look, uh, we're we're
0: hopeful of uh,
1: releasing another market notice uh, this evening um, that market notice will be quite clear for, for our participants and obviously the customers of participants that unfortunately that Tallamay combination will not be available this week, uh, which means that uh, obviously our options expiry that is due for this Thursday uh, will be impacted by, uh, by that. Uh, we are closely working with the market makers to ensure that they're still able to provide some pricing around combination style trading maybe over the phone um, with yourselves as, as brokers to try and, uh, try and enable that uh, rolling of expiring positions uh, that will be occurring on uh, both tomorrow and Thursday.
0: Yeah, okay, so uh, we, we're working on this as well um, because it, it, it's coming our way, uh, but um, we noticed that uh, I guess the, the, the spreads uh, were very wide uh, and... Um, and I guess it's not helped by the fact that it was quite thin liquidity in the market, equities market uh, as well. Um, any ideas? I mean, uh, what would be your recommendations um, on how to manage positions at the moment?
1: Look, I, I would say that today, um, you are correct, spreads were wider in the options market than what they have been over recent weeks. It does take time for market makers to have their systems reset and have confidence back in a trading system after you do have an outage day. And there there were some issues with some of our market makers being able to provide quotes into the market. Which uh, when you don't have all of them being able to provide the quotes, and that uh, that definitely does widen those spreads. Uh, we've been working with those uh, with those market makers throughout today, and we'll continue to work with them throughout the evening. Uh, and into the morning to ensure that they have all the systems and confidence in the system to be able to return to normal markets tomorrow. Uh, the most important thing, though, is um, is working with your broker as as customers that are dialed in uh, to this uh, to this webinar, making sure that you're working with your broker to try and get the best fill possible. Um, you won't have access to tailor combinations, so really importantly, a broker um, will have to work that order. Um, maybe in the screen or maybe over the uh, by calling uh, market makers to be able to get those quotes on those on those combination trades. So very important to be working with your broker over the next couple of days.
0: On um we put a video together today uh, for traders to show them how if they're putting a trade on they can still use the strategy builder, uh, split the legs and put the trade on uh, yeah. and then how closing out of them and we recorded a video on that and published it. Uh, probably didn't go out yeah. until after market today. Tim did it, um, but it's there. It was sent out to every, all of our clients. But Tim, I might get you just to spend a couple of minutes to show people later on in the session when we have a look at some of the trading tools how to do that. Um, yeah, particularly important. Like if you're trading online, that um, you know a lot of the platforms are not going to let you enter into a naked position. So you need to do choreography in terms of. Um, what legs you're placing first and if you're putting them both up at the same time a couple of tricks around make sure that you don't get filled on one and then you can't get filled on the other um, you need to get that leg in first if you're you know uh, if for example you're doing a bull put spread or something like that otherwise you're going to be sitting there uh, with a uh, naked put um, and that might not be acceptable uh, to your platform or your or the or the or your or your clearer uh, say participants so uh, but we'll go through and touch on that. Um, uh, Graeme, we, 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 we had a quick chat this afternoon and, um, you know, uh, your your recommendation was uh, to spend more time talking to market makers than we normally would uh, and uh, yep. get them to use pricing on anything that uh, uh, that's a little bit wider. So um, I think that's a, you know, if you're tomorrow, we, we run an online business. Uh, from a trading perspective, we provide phone support. But if uh, in, under these current conditions, uh, call in, speak to Tim, uh, and we'll speak to the market makers for you. And um, I guess that for anyone that's on the session tonight I would apply to anyone that had a broker. Um, make sure, you know, hopefully you've got a broker that um, is trading options regularly and, and has relationships with market makers or at least understands how to do it. Uh, but um, they will have, I believe, uh, the ASX providing support and direction on that front to, uh, to, to, to the brokers out there. So, um, But it's just going to require you taking a little bit more an active role than you would like. These things happen every now and then. That's um, what happens when you're using technology and uh, things are changing. Uh, sometimes they whack, go a bit wacky. So that's where we're at at the moment. And Paul had ask a question and I'll answer this one. But does that mean all multi-leg options trades don't work, or just that they aren't being priced as TMCs? Um, you can put a uh, you can put a multi-leg options trade on, uh, but you cannot enter it in as a TMC pull. Um, so you can do a, a an iron condor, but you to leg the thing in. All right. So um, the anyway, there you go. So thanks for providing that update. Graeme, is there anything else that
1: um, you think you should be aware of or um, thinking well, look, about? The, the, only, the only thing is um, we'll be closely monitoring the market obviously again tomorrow and any feedback from um, your team, Patrick, or or your clients through their brokers that provide us information that if you believe that the market isn't performing um, mm-hmm. as well as it should be, the earlier we find out about that, the, the, the faster and uh, and quicker that we can rectify any situations with market makers that might be having performance issues. Uh, we yeah. want to ensure that definitely over the next two days, um, Wednesday and Thursday of expiry week, that uh, that uh, we have market makers uh, working as partners with brokers and also us as an exchange for uh, enabling the rolling of transactions.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Very good. So uh, I know we've got a lot of clients online tonight, uh, and so I just recommend talk to us a little bit more than you normally would, and we'll um, provide any feedback to uh, Graham, and we'll be more than happy to talk to. The market makers and, and do a little bit of extra work there uh, as you need it. So, um, all right, very good. And if you're trading uh, the options game uh, at the moment, you can still do a TMC. I'm taking it. Nothing, nothing, nothing affects the game. Uh, you can trade as per normal. So, uh, all of this is uh, important. But if you're trading the game, practicing your trades, you can, you, you, you think, proceed as you would. Um, very good. So, uh, Tim, while, while I've got uh, you there, how are we looking with the options game? Uh, so far, Graham? we've had, uh, as of Monday, I didn't check today, but we had 2,088 new people registered to play the game, um, and half of those people had placed a real trade in the market, um, which I think is a, a really good stat. Um, so, really good participation, um, in, uh, still I'm, a few uh, newcomers coming
2: in, but um, with the last week of the game being here, it is a little bit slower now. But still, a lot of people trading. We've got the uh, the leaderboard um, here with the uh, the top five players. Um, calls only: Jamie Crow, David T, and
3: Andrew L. The top four players. Hey, Tim, why is it that you or anyone who sits next to you does so well in the game? Have you got some direct line to, to Brock and the guys? that <laughs> I mean, 3.9 um, $3. million from 50, that is ridiculous. What do you guys do? Why do you even work with us?
0: Casey uh, <laughs> Sikori, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a very experienced trader. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. It doesn't bode well if I see someone going too well in the options game. They, they We have a chat to them about how they're allocating their time while they're at work. Um. <laughs> but, uh, Tim, so what's winning the game at the moment? Um, what sort of strategies are, are the ones that are doing best in the current market decision by us, I guess?
2: A lot of it was calls. There was some calls on Sydney Airport, Qantas, Qantas, um. White Centre as well, I believe. All these big jumps from last week really pushed people up. And um, there's a few positions that went quite well on XJO, but it's really the ones that were gapping, that were performing the best. This large gap
0: here. And there was... Interesting, we had uh, Toll Pigeon on uh, about a month ago, and he took some... Huge, uh, highly leveraged positions uh, across uh, the travel industry. Um, And uh, we went back and had a look at how well they went uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, he cleaned up, was it last week maybe? Um, But he did disclose, he closed out last Tuesday, I think, 80% of all his positions um, on those trades, uh, holding on to just a little bit as they approach a December expiry. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went quite well. Greg, doesn't mind getting pretty aggressive. Um, okay, and so so most of it's coming out of travel, out of these types of stocks, and just trading straight calls. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. That's yeah. been um, there's been a few unique types of trades in there as well, but it's mostly been those those few stocks that have been gapping. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, what we're going to do tonight is just sort of show some of the tools that you can use if you're an options trader um, and, and, and quickly have a, a bit of a run through there. So um, one of the, probably the first place to start um, when, um, you know, is, you know, we, I, think, I think we'll skip going through and showing charting and, and doing the basic stuff tonight. We've done it previous, numerous times in previous sessions. But once you've arrived at a view of the market, um, you then take yourself to um, you know different different people trade with different systems. Uh, you'll have some sort of an options calculator. Uh, for, for my early days of trading, it was looking at options chains and 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 guesstimating based on what I had observed in the past was going to happen. And then there've been different options. Calculator's built over a long period of time, which uh, Ivan has built a couple and I've had a hand in a few as well. And uh, But this is what we've got in uh, the implied volatility system is what is referred to as the options cookbook. So Tim, would you be able to just show that where we sit right now before you click on that button is in the implied volatility system, the CSS strategy builder uh, at the top of the screen there. Uh, so if you open up the strategy builder and you can do this in the options game, uh, then the next step you've got is to put in the stock code um, that you're wanting to look at, and when sure. you do that, um, choose whichever you like. And I've got a few things on my screen here, Tim. So, and if um, if
2: you're not sure which stock to go for, you can have a look at the stock screener, and here you can sort all of the available optionable stocks by liquidity or volatility, IV over historical volatility, high volatility rank. You can also have a look at the big moves for the day and uh, make a decision where you'll enter on that information. But a good one to start is definitely liquidity, so you can find the most liquid optionable stocks with the smallest spreads. And when you found something that you want to jump into, let's say XJO, you can click on it, and then you can have a click on this uh, green button here, Viewing Strategy Builder. And then next we can click on the Options Cookbook, and this is where we will select
0: our strategy.
2: So, so if you want Tim, to do something simple...
0: Sorry to interrupt you there, Tim. So um, because we've got the XJO up, when you click on the um, Strategy Builder, any option strategy that you select will be on the XJO. So... Um, it's important that you put in the stock that, um, that, that you're wanting to do the strategy on. Um, sorry, Tim.
2: And if you want to learn more about the strategies, you can click on the learn more button on the top of the card and it will give you a bit of a rundown on how the strategy works, whether it's bullish or bearish, whether it will be positive or negative volatility and time decay and you can also look at how the max profit and maximum loss is calculated. There are quite a few strategies in here, so if you wanna find something specific like an iron condor, you can type in iron condor, and once again, you can learn more if you wanna learn more. When you're ready, you can have a look at the strategy, click on the green plus button that appears when you put your mouse over it, and then click on Create Strategy.
4: All right, so... Yeah.
2: And this will bring you to... on the upper right-hand side, you'll be able to see the payoff diagram here. Basically, this is the diagram for the... It's hard, where is it, the green one there, the light green line is the value on expiry and the rest of the lines are to visualise time decay for this position. And below that you can make slight
1: changes to the position by changing the strikes. And you can also alter the expiry dates as well.
2: You can change the quantity. Let's put this up to maybe four units. And when you're ready, have a look at the maximum profit, the maximum loss, on the far right hand side. You can see what your break-even points are for the underlying asset for the index, in this case. And you'll see what the theoretical price is for this position overall. And then what the premium amount is that you'll receive for entering into this and then the margin
0: requirement for this spread. When you're ready, you can click on... Sorry, before you press execute strategy, can you just scroll up, right? And so can you, we've got the payoff diagram up the top here. So you can see that as we uh, adjusted the strategy, the payoff diagram adjusted, and um, we can also um, uh, change from diagram to matrix. Could you switch across to the matrix? Yeah. And, okay. um, and what that allows you to do is to see, um, well, to to adjust a number of other factors to do with the trade. So if you just leave it there for a second, Tim. Before um, and so if you're looking at um, people, some people like looking at payoff diagrams, other people like looking at the matrix. Um, and but the benefit of looking at the matrix is uh, I can look at the impact that volatility has on my trade, right? So and see if volatility goes up or down, what's that gonna do to the performance of the trade? Um, So if Tim, if you change volatility and adjust volatility so that it increases by 20%, then you can see all of a sudden that my trade uh, is impacted negatively um, uh, based on this particular strategy. And, um, you know, it takes more time decay and it narrows um, the the range um, uh, where where I'm achieving profit on this particular trade. So as you go around, you can then go down and play with your strategy and move it around. The other thing you can do is open up, if you go back down to the strategy builder and scroll down, um, you can see the different uh, trades that we've got. So where it says iron condor, you just, um, just hover your mouse over the strategy next to it, but don't click on it? So there's another trade that's been put together, strategy uh, four, which is, I don't know what that is, but if we click on that strategy, all right, oh, go to the, the next benefit. one, go build, put, yeah, okay. um, you can see the, the, the payoff on that. So if, for example, if you were putting a trade together where, you were doing two bull puts, but you wanted to look at different strikes, then you can compare them and have them sort of side-by-side comparison, play around with volatility, change the strikes, the months, and so forth, and line them up against each other. If you've got two screens, uh, you can just split the platform out, have one on each screen, uh, and compare them side-by-side um, if you so wish. So, um, But the matrix I, I'm a big advocate of But I like the fact that I can bring volatility in to my forecasting and play around with that uh, to just see okay how is this going to what role can this play in my trade Um, and and equally in terms of well what happens if volatility comes off I think volatility is going to come off a certain amount um, and then I can see well maybe if I you know I wait another day or two I get a better price on the way into this trade or whatever it might be right sorry Tim so now we go back to how to put a trade on, um, and I think most people will probably be uh, familiar with this. But maybe quickly have a look at that, and then let's move to uh, order screens.
2: Sure. So when we're ready, we can click on the green execute strategy button on the right-hand side of the page, right at the, the bottom of the page, and it will bring up the order screen and confirm your order if it has the underlying asset, and then a number after it. You know it's going in as a tailor-made combination. And you can set the quantity and also the limit price. Alternatively, you can click mid, and it will change back to the mid price between the bid and the ask. Okay. we click on Next. And when you're ready, everything looks good. You can put the order into the market, Basically, this screen will be a quick summary showing you the amount of premium you'll receive and then the amount of margin you'll be paying to the clearer to hold this position, and then the net
0: effect of those two
2: transactions.
0: Tim, can I ask you, can you close this down? So next step is place order and then your trades in the market. But I I just want to focus on some of the tools in here. So you close this down and you go to that full put spread that you had open, Um, and click on that for us. Uh, Now, so right now, you can't do tailor-made combos. So could you just quickly uh, step through how I would get this trade into the market?
2: Sure. So there's a button here where you can switch between tailor-made combinations and two individual legs. So you can link it so you have this shown as two separate legs with their own individual quantities, minus 4 and 4. Note that if it is a tailor-made combination, that ratio will be 1 to 1, and then the quantity will be 4. And then when you're ready to put this order into the market, as a non-tailor-made combination trade, click on Execute Strategy, and then you'll see that there will be two trades, each with its own quantity and limit price. when you're ready, you can enter that into the market,
3: and that will go in as two separate trades. Hey, Tim, just before you you, you go further with that, uh, Raphael just asked, um, what is a strike? Um, do you want to explain that concept? A strike? So
2: this here is um, for a put. This is the, um, the contracted price of the underlying that you will be looking to... Um, to sell this uh the underlying asset. So let's say it might be easier just to start with a single legged
3: trade. I'll do a call option I do. I, I, option. do really, I probably should have asked that question for Graham because uh, <laughs> Graham, yeah, it's, it's it's something you tend to talk about very frequently. <laughs> um
2: so basically with a, a call option, um you'd be looking to um it's if a you're, contract you're- to, buy an asset at a, uh, a predetermined price um, over agreed upon period of time for an upfront premium. So you'll pay to enter into this call option and the strike price is the price at which you'll be willing to pay. So if the the underlying asset, let's say XJO, goes up to 7,000, then you'd love to be buying this at 6,500 because it's 500 points lower and that's where you'll end up making a profit. That's where the value of a, a call option will come. And with a put option, same thing, just the other direction. You'll be looking to sell an asset at a predetermined price. So if the market goes down to 6000 and you can still sell that at 6500 then that is a good outcome for you. You, you definitely choose to sell it at 6500 with your put contracts.
1: Does that describe it well? It Good does, job. mate. Good job, yeah.
0: All right, so um, uh, what, uh, in terms of we've got some scanning uh, technology that uh, we've built into the platform um, and uh, we scan the market for trades that are set up on uh, basically on a range of different um, scenarios. So there's really two. One is a breakout, where we think there's a break and there's going to be a significant move. Uh, And the other is uh, either up or down. And the other is where uh, we expect to stay trading within a range. And we targeted those two different strategies, one because we have high conviction in them. So they are strategies that start, like like as all strategies, when you're building together a, a trade plan, start off as a hypothesis that maybe some stuff that you've been trading in the past or you've been looking at or you've heard about. And then you go through a process of testing and validating that it actually works. Uh, in our case, we benefit technology and uh, a team of people that can crunch data for us, like quant analysts and so forth. Uh, so we looked at literally millions of different data points to arrive at some trading systems. And then we use those systems to scan the market. And when the trade lines up, it uh, shows us the trade and uh, the scanner. Uh, are you in the scanner at the moment, um, Tim? I'm on the oh, uh, iron condor one. Do I going to jump over to lit? We can we can stay there if you like. Um, so one one is the iron condors where um, we have a belief that it's going to stay, and the the, the the scanners and I guess our systems were built off um, probability of success and also what. Uh, strikes should be set up which will give us the greatest return. So we're not always looking for the trade that will give us the um, the, most, the the most, highest percentage success rate. We're looking at the setup that will give us the highest net return over time. Uh, and we found with iron condors, for example, that uh, bringing the strikes closer together would... Reduce our percentage of wins, but significantly increase the overall performance of the strategy. Um, and so that was determined by looking at uh, you know, like you know tens of thousands of different scenarios and, and millions of data points to, to to give us that information and also what factors we would we would look at in arriving a decision. So once it does that, it um, uh, it then gives you the trade. It uh, gives you all the information about the trade. And if you want to do the trade, you can just click through a process of putting the trade on. Um, and uh, if you need assistance dealing with market makers on the spreads and so forth, we can assist with that as well. So that, that's an iron condor. If you split back over to the uh, strategy builder page on directional trades, we have the scanning tool, which is looking for breakouts. I think we mentioned last week that we are seeing the opportunity for breakout trades really coming back into the market. There were quite a few that have lined up and done very, very well. Um, and so these conditions were a long period of time, it was more iron condors, and the odd breakout trade um, in more recent times is very much around uh, breakout trades. And we were waiting for that key level to break in the market for that happening, it would line up a lot, a lot more trades coming through. So at the moment, there's a couple of trades on there. What that does is it shows the trade, if it act, shows it green, it says active lit long, and then it prices up the strategy for you. You click on it. If you click on the lit um, long, Tim, uh, it then pre-populates it into the strategy builder for you. Uh, you can look at your payoff diagram, your payoff matrix, whatever it is, adjust how many uh, contracts you want, and then you can go into the market and execute that trade. Now, we do a lot of education around those particular strat- those trades, and uh, it's all in the in the, in the the strategy builder, and we do more stuff online, and we have a weekly conversation on Thursdays, where we talk about the trades that have come up and take any questions and uh, debate whether we would or wouldn't have done it or whether we'd be staying in it or take profit or whatever it might be that's come up. So um, if you want to get access to those uh, trade ideas, or the platform or anything like that, as I said, it starts type yes into the chat box and we'll set you up uh, so that you can, you can get access to all of that. Now, uh, a really important part of the platform is also the back tester. Um, and if you, if we ever tell you something, or anyone else tells you something, uh, then our recommendation to you is go and test it. All right? Don't believe them, uh, or don't believe yourself. Go and test it. And when you go back and test it, see what happens and how you would have, think about how you would have reacted in the market at that point in time. So, if I wanted to look at uh, BSL, uh, for example, um, I like BSL. Um, and um, I can then go back to any point in time uh, and uh, so uh, you know we can go back to the the start of October um, look at a chart and or and and then we can click through those dates um, so we can go forward or back or look at whatever period of time narrow in on that period of time and say based on my trading rules that was lined up for me to do a trade right so the implied volatility system stores all the implied volatility data so we can go back to that point in time and we can price up any options trade we want and then uh, we can put that trade on and say well if i did this trade what would have happened and we can step through day after day and see how that trade would have performed and so if we're doing um if we're doing what we're doing um then um we, you know, sorry, we, uh, if we're doing a, a long strategy and it meets the rules, you can go back in time and say, well, when are the other times that it's met those rules that you put forward? You've got a chart, you've got all the studies you can put on the chart, uh, and what would what would have happened if I followed that trade? And you can test it and confirm for yourself that that's a way a, a way that you would like to trade, and you can also think about when it goes wrong, how would you have manage that? What would be the best way for you to take a loss and close repair the trade, switch the trade to change your view, or whatever the scenario that you want to put in on that trade is. So it takes you through and it gives you the performance uh, on that particular trade, all right? So um, that is the, um, that's the back tester, a uh, really important tool uh, and in terms of the success of someone trading, um, Knowing that what you do works is critical to your success, and having confidence when you put a trade on that you'll see it through and you're going to follow your rules. Uh, yeah. And backtesting is a is a great way of confirming whether or not what you do will work. Anyone can go back and look at a chart and say would have gone up. You don't know what the volatility would have done. You don't know your options pricing, so you can't actually get an accurate read on on exactly how that would have played out. Um, so once I'm in a in a trade, Tim. Can we go and have a look at um, the portfolio screen and have a look at uh, closing, rolling, payoff diagrams and margins from there?
2: Sure. So first of all, we'll have a look at closing a position. This is a position, a ball put spread spreader, entered into earlier today. Yep. You can click on one leg or both legs and you can select close selected to close the position and it will generate the trade that will close out that position. And when you're ready, you can click the Trade button and it will follow through the same prompts as we saw earlier. If you're looking to roll over the trade, you can click the legs you want to roll over, and then click Roll Selected, and it will close the original position, expiring the 17th of December, and it will open up a new position, expiring 21st of January. And you can always change these dates as well and also the strikes if you want to edit the trade completely. And when you're ready, once again, click the trade button at the bottom
1: right here. And then you can enter that trade into the market. And we have at the bottom of the page here a
2: payoff diagram, which will show you how your portfolio will behave if the market was to go up or down. And you can always switch between different securities as well, if you do have more than one security. You can also switch between different expiries, and you can also add time periods as well. And with margins, you can click on this margin button on the lower right-hand side, and it will come up with a summary of margin and then we can see what's chewing up all of the margin in our portfolio. Is it premium margin or is it span margin? And you can click into each of these sections, span margin or premium margin, and if you have multiple securities there, it will show you the margin contribution of each of those individual
1: securities. What's next?
0: Um, so uh, in t- have we looked at rolling and closing positions?
2: Yep, just run through that.
0: Oh, sorry, I was reading an email on my other screen, guilty. <laughs> um, so uh, we'd be up to payoff in margins
2: have yep, some margins yeah run through that quickly yep
0: so i mean it's a big one so you're in a position and let's say your margin's blown out and you want to look at some different scenarios to improve that um yeah about doing uh, doing doing uh, uh, analysing that
2: sure so one simple way to do it probably the simplest way to do it come into this columns tab along the top right hand side of the page And then there is an option here for net effect. Click on that. And this will show you the net effect for closing out a
1: position. So if it's positive here, that will basically
2: be... um, Sorry, the, the margin effect column here will have the effects on margin. The net effect will include any premium that's associated with the trade to close out that position. So if you're looking to lower your margins, you can see here quickly that this sold leg is um, increasing margins by around $10,000. And this protective put is, um, is preventing this sold put from increasing by another $30,000. So basically, if you have a series of options there, you'll always know that it's the sold positions that are creating the margins and the board positions that are protecting the margins. And you'll be able to see which one's causing the most margin. Alternatively, you can come through here on the lower right-hand side, and you can have a look at the total margin, and this will be broken up into a range of different securities. For my portfolio, it's just XJO, because that's all I have. But if yeah. um, you have multiple securities, that will all be listed. Yeah.
0: All right. Beautiful. I think we've gone through all the tools. I mean, You know, um, the great thing about the options game is it gives you an opportunity to play with this stuff. Um, if you uh, come across and use implied volatility, it's similar, it's just got a lot more features in there. Um, and uh, it's also, uh, like the game, it's a lot of education. The education is ongoing, the discussion's ongoing, and it gives you access to trade ideas and the like. So if you want to Uh, If you're serious about options trading, one of the critical factors to your success is going to be your ability to harness technology and use all the best technology. And we bring you the best technology available. We also give it to you uh, at the lowest options, uh, sorry, the lowest option brokerage prices that are available as well. Um, So type yes if you're not using the platform already. We'll get you set up um, with the trial for 30 days. And um, I believe we throw in uh, the first six trades the free as well uh, if you get set up within the, your, your your broking account open in the first month uh, as well. But um, we were here to talk about uh, tools and we we're also here to talk about psychology uh, and, uh, and, and I guess some of the ingredients and some of the factors that impact your success as a trader. Now, we just wanted to have a quick chat on this tonight because it's something that Uh, If you go in and look at those that can do trade sessions that we've run, we've had probably um, uh, 15, 20 different traders come and join us and talk about how they approach trading. And, And the main thing that we generally talk about in those sessions is how they manage what's between their two ears. And, um, and, and there's psychology and so forth. So there's lots to go into on, that, on this topic. It is an expansive topic. And like anything in life, it's your mindset that, that impacts the outcome. Uh, and as a trader, there's nothing more so, right? It's just one of those fantastic scenarios where you get to take uh, ownership of everything you do. No one takes that ownership for you. Um, if you go and put a trade on, and you're sitting in front of your screen, there's no one that says, "What the hell are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you putting that additional money into your trade?" Doesn't? No, no. There's no filter, right? It's Just go and do. And uh, so managing that is incredibly uh, important. So we asked Kieran tonight to to come in here, and and uh, and it's also a topic I know Ivan. Is passionate about i interested that has got to say about it. I thought I'd move the conversation now, a bit of a panel discussion. We're kicking off with you, Kieran. Kieran, I mean, you've been a trader for a long time, you've been an advisor for a long time. Um, what do you think are the most important things for someone uh, who's a trader, uh, beginning trading and, and for those experienced traders online that determine uh, their success um, uh, in in sort of managing their own behaviour?
4: Yeah, thanks, Patrick, and uh, good evening, everyone. Jeez, um, I'll tell you what, I wish those uh, back-testing um, uh, resources were around when I first started trading. They would have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I, I, um, I've been lucky enough <laughs> you ask to... ask me, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I've been um, uh, lucky enough to sit on both sides of the fence uh, with regards to being an advisor and also working with traders and, and trading myself. So... Um, it's important, for, from my experience, what has worked well for me is to really observe the habits of successful traders. So working with them, obviously, uh, I was a bit privileged uh, in, in that respect, but um, the mindset that you touched on, Patrick, is a hugely important part, and uh, managing your emotion, which takes a long time, and you know, obviously the hardest lessons you learn do come from trades that, that don't go your way or when you've broken your own rules, and one thing that I've found really successful uh, for myself that's helped my trading uh, is to constantly review my trading journal and to look at where trades have gone wrong, uh, primarily around exiting I think has been, has been the most difficult part to master over the years, because there's always going to be times where you'll exit a trade and it's going to continue to run. Um, and um, you know you may kick yourself a little bit for pulling the trigger too, too early, but I think as long as it's part of your trading strategy and within your trading rules, then, you know, to try and block those things out is uh, is um, uh, is key. So, um, you know, there's no get-rich-quick scheme. It does take time to develop good, consistent trading results, and, and I think that's more important than, you know, having a trader or two that shoots the lights out and then having, you know, several that don't go your way. Uh, developing that consistency has been um, something which I think a lot of, Traders uh, have struggled with uh, over the course of their um, of their trading career, and and part of that relates directly back to really knowing what instruments you are trading. So options can be quite complicated, as we've seen through the platform. There's a number of different variables that affect the price of an option, uh, volatility being one of them, and uh, a, a number of other bits and pieces. But um, to really know what the product, what the risks involved with the product are, I think is a, is a super key part to all that as well. And understanding the fundamentals and mechanics of how these products work, whether it be warrants, whether it be options, um, or just uh, plain equities. So to understand what it is that you're trading, I think uh, is a big part. Tie- and then um, you know, reviewing your trade journal to see where things did go wrong, why did they go wrong, and what can you do better next time. How can you manage your emotions better and, and um, uh, to make sure you get better results, and and um, for myself personally, that's come from sticking to just a couple of key setups, as opposed to I mean, sometimes there'll be a a uh, intraday opportunity that you may jump on, depending on on, on um, uh, whether that kind of trading is is part of your strategy or not. But I think the um, having a couple of key setups and not having you know 50 different things to watch really does help narrow it down and, and block out quite a bit of the noise. So um, around that. Um observe your progress I think is key and um as you said getting in the right mindset if you've had a rough day and your, your mind is elsewhere or a rough night, whatever it may be, then maybe best to not pull the trigger for a day and, and get your mind back. If you go on a losing street, maybe pull up sums for a bit and um try and find out a reason why and that comes with reviewing the trades. Yep. Um I actually found
3: that the, I trade best after a rough night, so I don't know, each to their own. I was also a lot better at tennis when, uh, when, when I wasn't, uh, you know, feeling 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's well. a,
0: a lot of people, uh, you know, if you listen to uh, a lot of the guys that have come on uh, our sessions, you know, there's some of the bigger traders in the market and uh, and very successful ones, extremely successful. I guess they've achieved the what people dream of achieving from trading and, and a lot of people are going to, we're all going to trading for different reasons, and it's really important you establish what yours is before you get get started, and that plays into how you're going to approach trading on many, many levels. You should be seeking to get your end goal uh, in the simplest way possible, uh, and uh, seeking to make your life as less complicated as you possibly can. But the guys that take it very seriously, they take, they treat it. Um, like uh, an athlete would approach their sport or a high-performance athlete would approach their sport. We've, we've had many people who comment, you know, that are, that are very, very active day traders. They, 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 they you know, they, they roughly plan what they eat when they go to the toilet. Um, they definitely don't have long uh, lunches and get on the booze and trade in the afternoon. Um, and uh, if they're hungover, they're dealing with big amounts of money. They're, you know, just like you wouldn't go... Uh, and drive a, you know a high-speed vehicle around a racetrack or, or you might that you 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 know they'll they, they will they will make sure they're in peak performance to do what they need to do um but and it's important state management is very very important um uh, but you know that's that's taking it to the extreme right um for those guys but uh, uh, it, it is important oh Ivan, for yourself um if you've had a bad trade um how do you handle that
3: uh, well I think a very recent example of this when I got the direction blatantly wrong was 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 a was a very uh, good example um, but just back out of the market or, or or trade less is is typically what what I've done um I think you know obviously if you if you if it's a one if you've done ten good trades and one's just been a bad one well, I mean you just move on with life um, but if if you're getting into a negative mindset if you've got a couple of bad trades on the trot then uh, it really gets to the point where, you know, you've you've got to reduce your size or stop and revisit. Something's changed, either it's the market or it's you. Um, So I think that, yeah, I'd say that um, you've just got to go in and uh, position sizing is important not only when entering into trades but also trading around your uh, state of mind uh, as it is. Uh, What about you, Pat? I can't ask um, this question because he's not allowed to
0: trade. <laughs> yeah, look, I think um, the, in, in terms of um, – I'm a big one on mantras, uh, you know, in, in every element of uh, my life, not that I always stick to them, but um, I think with trading um, I like to have some clear mantras on how I'm going to behave and how I'm going to go about things. Uh, so then because – It is a scenario where you take complete responsibility. Well, whether you take responsibility, you ultimately, uh, your your bank account does uh, on how well you make decisions. Uh, You need to know what the framework of those decisions are and how you're approaching it and whether those ingredients are going in all the time. And if they're not going in, it's a red light flashing to say, hang on a second, what are you doing? And so rules are important. Um, and the markets are one of those things. We, we get into trading or a lot of people get into trading because they don't want rules. They don't want their boss telling them what to do. They don't want this. They don't want that. But it's actually the, the, the pursuit that you're going to do that rules are going to have the biggest impact on your success, uh, your ability to follow through and do uh, where someone's not telling you uh, to do uh, you know what to do or you you go to work and you put your feet up on the desk and uh, you put your headphones in and, well, I don't know what you do for work, but if that's what you do around here, someone will look at you strange and go, uh, or tap you on the shoulder and go, no, 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 hang on, don't, you know, sit down, uh, do your job, think, uh, or if you make a weird decision or you, you know, you go and overspend on the marketing budget, instead of putting $20,000 on something without checking, you put $200,000 on it, someone's going to pull you up and say, no. And we're trading, that's not the case. So for me, it's about having rules. That's one element of it. But then, um, you know, uh, being aware of where you're at and being mindful about how you're feeling about things is important as well. Um, I find that if you're trading and you have a bad trade, moving on from that trade as quickly as possible is critical. Uh, hanging on to the baggage associated with that trade is not helpful at all. You're better off going and looking at 10 winning trades after that trade and thinking about what you did right and how you approached it in a way that it was, um, you know, you, you were doing all the things that you needed to do uh, rather than sitting there and, and pontificating on what you missed out on. Yeah, sure. Learn from it. What did you do wrong? Uh, maybe you did nothing wrong. Sometimes trades just go against you. Sometimes you do uh, uh, 10 trades in a row. They all go really well. And then you start telling yourself that you are something that you are not. You can't predict the future. Your trading plan isn't amazing. Uh, it's only slightly giving you an edge over the market, maybe. Uh, yet, all of a sudden, you're someone else who can do put more. The more you bet, the more you win. And I can tell you that that's internal dialogue I've had before, and I will have it again. Uh, so uh, you're going to be able to manage all of that. And, um, yeah, so I think um, reading about the psychology and having an approach is critical. Um, and it's going to be critical to uh, the success of all traders. Um, all right, Tim. Is, I think sometimes Tim. it's.
3: That I was going to say. I think sometimes it's easier uh, said than done. Uh, so I think that mental stigma is so important, um, and exactly. that's why guys like Greg or Pigeon um, treated like a serious. My old, my old trading mentor uh, when I first got into prop trading was exactly like that as well. Like it was just, um, yeah, it, it was. Unbelievable, how much uh, care he took about his mental state, how much sleep he was getting. Um, like that entire thing was just—it was—it was so down to the rules, down to down to each individual rule. So his entire life was part of the trading plan, uh, which is probably a little bit extreme. But he was trading um, uh, a lot, a lot of spy futures. Still think, yeah. still think he is. But anyway,
0: yeah. Tim, you deal with a lot of people, and I know Kieran, you do as well. What do you think um, You know, your observations are where you're dealing with people that are trading successfully versus uh, people that are really struggling with their trading uh, from, a, from a mindset perspective? Would you be able to determine what the differences in mindset or behaviour and approach would be? Yeah,
2: what I've seen uh, with a lot of successful traders is that they know what they're trading quite well and um, when they're doing it well, they'll continue doing it. When they start to sense that they're losing a grasp of how the market's behaving, they might just call it quits for a month or two months or three months, give themselves a bit of time to relax and come back in and then pick up again and see if maybe they can get on top of the market again. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'll I'll, um, echo quite a bit of that, actually, Tim, Um, and and also, uh, Patrick, on the flip side of that, I think when, um uh whether it's a a client soft director client or a trader that i've worked with in the past as well when they have um uh had a um uh, a couple of bad well trying to shoot the lights out is probably the best way that i can describe it um mm-hmm. that really hasn't gone in their favor you know whether they've gone short a position it's gone into a trading halt released an announcement and the stock has gone through the roof um you know those kind of things have Eventuated due to just rules being broken and um, really venturing outside the scope of uh, of the trading plan. So I think it's important to stick stick within the box sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did a question from uh, Luke, uh, who's asked percentage wise and anal- now uh, technical per- analysis versus fundamentals. So I imagine the question is technicals versus fundamentals, uh, and I'll be able to talk to this, and then I might uh, pass on to you, Ivan, but. Um, I, for a very long period of time, uh, run, uh, sat in, and then uh, run investment committee meetings, uh, where uh, you know there's been a, a team of traders looking for trades, uh, 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 talking about their view of the market, and and, and so on and so forth, and um, and and I'm also a trader who trades my own positions, and over time, I gravitated away from fundamental analysis, and the reason for all that was. That it took me a lot to work this out, but um, I was when I got it right, I patted myself on the back, and when I got it wrong, it was an excuse. When it came to fundamental analysis, but I'm talking about short-term trading my approach to trading, where I might be looking at something play out over a week or a month. Right, I'm not looking at it over a revaluation of a stock and the like. Either I'm, I'm, trading, I'm trading the price ultimately, and so I stick with that and trade the price and trade technically. So for me, technical analysis as an options trader is is 99% of my decision-making process, but I might confirm fundamental events that might occur more so than, um, you know, how the company is, you know, tracking and what their um, price to earnings is versus their competitors or whatever other fundamental information you might use to make an investment. So as a trader, and I am an investor, um, and, 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 but as a trader, technical analysis is the tool that I use, but I observe there's a report coming out tomorrow or there's a dividend, well, not dividend, but there's a, uh, you know an event coming up or they're about to, you know, some sort of binary outcome that I, I can't predict and don't know what's going on. I'll observe it. I might avoid it uh, or I might trade into it, but, um, but predominantly for me it's technical analysis. Ivan, yourself,
3: I think should just before I answer that, Graeme, do you want to, I'm sure this is a question that comes up all the time for you, Um, what's your view on this? Look, um, what what we
1: tend to see from an exchange's perspective is people use fundamental analysis to determine which stock they're getting into and which one they're getting out of when it comes to uh, their decision making and which stocks they're holding. Uh, whereas the technical analysis will help them in determining the strikes that they're actually using in the options market against those particular stocks. So which ones am I happy to hold in my portfolio? A lot of clients will use the fundamental there. And then, as uh, Patrick was definitely mentioning, the strikes that I'm using will be led by technical analysis. That's
3: generally what we're seeing at the exchange.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, it's interesting. I remember, um, you know, from from my sort of perspective, um, the way that I always tried, the thing that I tried to understand was, was ultimately supply and demand. And so, uh, in in the ultra short term trading when I was trading 100, 200 trades a day, that was um, so round trips, I should say. Uh, uh, that was all about depth. So that's trying to analyze particular patterns of brokers coming onto the onto the depth and ultimately feeding in buys and sells and and, and trying to get ahead of the curve of big big orders, uh, and ultimately using that agility ahead of that. Um, for short-term or even swing trading, um, you know, I mean, whether a company is valued well uh, or not valued well is going to make no difference on the next two weeks uh, of trading because if if it's trading at, at a particular level, chances are that's going to stay the same. It's usually a catalyst that's required for that to go. But if you're looking at longer-term investing, uh, if you're looking at holding for five, ten years, I mean, you might use a moving average crossover potentially. But really, and, and that's sort of to help you with, with timing, but in reality that's all about fundamental analysis. That's all about understanding where's the company going, what is it doing, um, are they in a competitive space, um, you know, and, and, and sort of picking the right stock. So I think that uh, horses for courses uh, in many ways, I think that each of them have, uh, have merit, but ultimately the thing that's going to drive price is supply and demand. And if supply... Uh, is hungrier uh, and it's hitting the bid, then that this particular asset's going to go up any day of the week. Uh, but the question is understanding the why. Um, and just having, uh, you know, a 22-degree line on a on a chart might not be the, the reason uh, why a bunch of people are going to pile into a stock. Yeah, yeah. 21.5 degree, I should say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's there's lots of different ways of of, of approaching it, uh, Luke, and, and we hear from lots of different traders and their trade setup. Um, if you've even just gone through the trading summit, you'll know that um, uh, you know the trades that Greg uh, Toll was doing were uh, using fundamental analysis uh, and technicals, um, but probably led by fundamentals and then a view on value. And then a technical setup, um, and, you know uh, Nathan Germain who spoke used fundamentals, but primarily technicals uh, and the strategy that he showed. Uh, Ivan and I showed some strategies where we were purely technicals, um, and you know it's just different for different traders for different strategies. Uh, I've just you know from my own personal per- perspective, I'm a technical. Uh, when I'm trading short term and I'm fundamentals, when I'm when I'm investing, um, as uh, Ivan uh, pointed out, that's uh, often how people do it. Um, is there any other questions that anyone else has on the session? I'm just mindful we've run a, a little bit of a longer session uh, tonight. Uh, what date does the options game finish, Tim? We must be getting pretty close to conclusion. This Friday, so that will be Friday. Yeah, the winner. Brilliant that's sitting on the board at the moment, is uh, doesn't qualify as a winner. We'll probably remove him off the board uh, just so that uh, people don't feel like they can't win because he is a long way out in front um, uh, because he works for reach. And um, so there's a good, you can still win, anything can happen. The, the, the person who's in there has been trading pretty aggressively. Uh, they could give it all back. Uh, and uh, it's never too late. You never know what you're not going to. You're not going to win it unless you're in it. And uh, but if you're going to if you're going to win now, you're going to win not because you're trading ten uh, percent of your bank uh, with a with a twenty percent stop gain on it. You're going to have to do something uh, pretty aggressive and find something where there's going to be a big move and go large. Um, now we're not saying that's the purpose of the the game. Isn't necessarily to win. It's to learn and practice and so on and so forth. So. Good luck with the game. Um, For those people that have requested uh, Beyond the Game to be able to continue uh, with our platform, you can continue for another 30 days. Uh, We'll put another $50,000 in your account and we'll give you access to a whole bunch more tools and trade ideas and all that kind of stuff. If you want to do that, type in yes into the chat box and we'll get you set up uh, to continue Beyond the Game for another 30 days. Uh, And anyone who's on the session tonight can take advantage of that trial. other than that, if there's any final questions, uh, thanks, Graham, for taking the time to be here. I know it's been a big couple of days uh, at the ASX, so really appreciate you making the time to be here. Um, uh, but if anyone's got any final questions, Graham, I'll give them one question. Otherwise, I'm going to call the session to a halt at the moment. Thank everyone for being hey, involved. Yes, just
3: just quickly, Tim. Just super quick question: Have you got enough lines on your chart there? <laughs> um, well, it depends. Depends on how
2: much you want to zoom in,
3: <laughs> mate. I, I think if, if you want to be safe, just put one every five points, and, uh, and you'll be good. Eventually, one of them will be will be a support level. <laughs> it didn't always cover a three thousand point range, so yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to if you want to get rid of it, just uh, just right click on it. It will uh, be the fastest <laughs> way of
0: cleaning it up. Anyway. Thanks for the tip. All right. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Well, thank you um, and uh, thanks to everyone for coming on tonight. Thanks to all the speakers. Uh, Have a wonderful night. Cheers, guys. Thank you.